Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And my gun is bigger than your gun. Oh. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be and listening. My knife is bigger than your knife. <laughs> to the show, because that is a spoiler. Certainly is. So Matty D and I have watched all the trailers for The Expendables 4. Or the one the- trailer. Yeah, there's only one trailer for The Expendables 4. There's only one official trailer, I just want to point out. Oh. There's a lot of fake trailers out there. They just take the footage from that one trailer that we have and they mix it with footage from the previous movies, which makes it really confusing if you're sitting there and trying to pass out a plot from the information that they're giving you. And yeah, so what we're here to do, having seen all those trailers, is predict as much of the movie as humanly possible. And this week, because we couldn't be asked otherwise, Manny D and I have decided to team up together and, and work out the plot as a team. Mm-hmm. As our own sort of Expendables team. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar with the Expendables franchise, the first movie came out in 2010. And oh, would you be able to maybe dumb out the basic premise for anyone who might not be familiar? It's been quite a while since we've had an Expendables installment. So, there may be people out there who've never even heard of the Expendables. Mm-hmm. So, the premise of... These movies are, it's a bunch of mercenaries, a bunch of expendable mercenaries, so yeah. they can die and no one will care. How many like, of them have died? I guess like the Suicide Squad. Uh, yes, I was going to say, the Suicide Squad is basically like the comic book version of the Expendables, even though the Suicide Squad existed before the Expendables. And there is an Expendables comic series, which we can go into in, in a little bit. Cool. Yeah, so it's a, a bunch of mercenaries doing jobs for the government fighting terrorists. But the main drive, yeah. the main hook for this franchise is it's, it's a collection of action hero stars. People from action movies from that you- across the eras. Yeah, from across the eras. Uh, people that you wouldn't expect to see in a movie together being in a movie together. Absolutely. For the most part. Yes. So, I'm going to say, for me, the main joy from this series, from this series of films, is seeing actors who you would not expect to see, like, doing a scene together, in a scene together. Mm. And having that sort of, like, childhood, if you grew up watching 80s and 90s action movies like I did- Having these sort of like icons of uh, cinema, action cinema in a way, interacting with each other and like making jokes about like those old movies that they're in together is, yeah, that, that's really the highlight of these movies for me. Yeah, it was kind of like- And I guess that's the appeal for everybody. Yeah, it's like the Avengers before the Avengers. Oh, absolutely. Happens. Absolutely. Yeah, this was like the first big team up <laughs> crossover movie. <laughs> Because for me personally, and I guess we can- Let's talk about a history yeah, of let's the go Expendables before I really dive into the rest of the movies. But yeah, for me personally, I don't see them as whatever their random lame character no. names are in the movies. I, I didn't just see even them- know their names until I read this cast list. I forget every time until I watch the movies. I'm like, oh, that's right. Jason Statham is called Lee Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sylvester Stallone is called Barney Ross. But for me, they're not those characters. They're just, you know, it's Sylvester Stallone as Sylvester Stallone. Or it's Jason Statham as Jason Statham. Yeah, but they're pretty much playing themselves or playing Absolutely. the archetypes of themselves. So They're playing, you know, bastardized versions of characters that they've played a million times in the past, mm. which again, which is totally the appeal of the movie. Yeah. So, what is your history with the Expendables franchise? Right. Well, I was at a pretty good age when this movie came out. I was very young. This movie? Uh, well, when the when the first movie came out. 2010. 2010, yeah. And the big buzz around- So, you would have been early 20s, right? You would have been maybe 20? I think I was like 19. I think I was a late teenager. Maybe I was just 20, actually. But uh, this movie came out, and the scene that everybody was talking about was the scene between Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and- um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. And when I at saw church. That, yes, that's right. And when I saw that as a, as a, in a trailer, I was just like, oh, okay. Is this real? This, Pitch me. this is fucking awesome. 
my German friend at the time was just like, this is going to be the best movie ever. Like, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. My best friend is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but, Austrian, by the way. Yeah, anyway. But uh, I was re- like, it was really exciting. This It never really had been done like this before, so everyone was really excited. No. We went and saw the movie. I went and saw the movie with a big group of people, and i got to say it was okay, but I was disappointed. What I realized was the best scene in the movie was the scene I saw in the trailer, Yeah, and that was the most captivating scene, and everything else around that was kind of like an, a generic Sylvester Stallone action movie fest, whatever. It yeah, wasn't yeah. special. So I was like, ah. Eh, Man, okay, I was fine, but I didn't get what I wanted. But, you know, when was I ever going to get this movie? And I think they heard me say that because they listen to everything I say to the writers, you know, even before this show. So they went out and did the second movie and gave us the movie I think we all wanted. And I was very apprehensive about going to see the second movie, but someone told me, you know, no, 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 no. Because it came out 2012, so only two years later. Yeah. They were like, what you wanted from the first movie is this movie. And I was like, well- That was me who told you that, by the way. Was it you? Yeah, it was me. Well, then I bought a ticket, watched the movie. I was like, yep, thank you very much. That is what I wanted from this movie. Yeah. It's peaked. It's done. I don't need to watch any more. They came out with an Expendables 3, and I'm like- I don't really. It's been done. I've seen. I've seen what I want to see. I yeah. don't really care what Wesley Snipes does. So I didn't see the third movie, and now this movie's out, and it doesn't look like it's improved anymore. Oh, okay. Early thoughts here. But, uh, but you know, I've been wrong before, so who knows? But that's kind of my brief history. I, you know. Yeah, there you go. The first two. What about you? So yeah, when I saw the trailer for that original 2010 Expendables movie, I was really excited because I'm like, mm. this looks like it's going to be an awesome time. Mm. And I've got to say, I went and saw the movie opening day, and I was like, it's kind of lame. Yeah, <laughs> it's not what I wanted at all. Like it, it literally they sideline 90 percent of the cast that they have. And it just becomes a Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone vehicle. So it's just Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone stranded in the fictional country that they're going to kill people in, basically. Mm. And I was like, this is not what I wanted from the movie at all. I wanted like a lineup of all the, you know, the 80s and 90s action heroes. Arnold working with Sly. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Well, Bruce Willis, you know, he can sit on the sidelines. (laughs) You didn't care? Didn't really care if he was in the movie or not, but, you know, I wanted Dolph Lundgren standing next to Sylvester Stallone with uh, Jet Li, you know, bouncing off the walls. That's right, Jet Li was also in it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I would have been happy just to have that. But, you know, like I said, very much sidelined most of the characters. And then if you remember, Dolph Lundgren was a villain for most of the first movie. Yes. And I was like, why is he a villain? I get that he plays a villain in 90% of the 80s movies, but, you know, I wanted to see him as a hero going up against the bad guys. Was he He-Man? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. In the live-action He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, right. he was- uh, We can talk about the actors in a little <laughs> bit, so hold your horses there, Matty D. So, I was really disappointed by the first movie. It sounds like I liked it even less than you did. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, it was okay, but not what you wanted. Not but what I, I wanted, no. I came out angry. I was just like, that sucked. <laughs> that was lame. That's not what I wanted at all. So, when the second movie came out, I was like very apprehensive to see it. And I went in like with my arms folded and being like, meh. And I went with a friend of mine who had never seen an Expendables movie before. He hadn't seen the first movie, basically. And we, we basically had an empty theatre, right? We went in, we sat down with our popcorn and we were looking up the screen. And then literally like a huge group of guys came in. Empty cinema. And they all came in and sat directly behind us. Oh, like annoying. 10 guys, like rowdy guys came in and sat directly behind us. And, we, and I was like, literally the whole theatre is empty and you guys are sitting like right behind us. This is going to be a terrible experience. The movie started up. And then, as as we know from your uh, description earlier, that movie was exactly what it should have been the whole time, like what the franchise should have been the whole time. And it was an amazing experience, really violent movie, which I think, you know, was a real step up from the first movie, which was very much sort of uh, PG violence. But yeah, really violent, gory movie and exactly what we wanted. We had a scene with Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone in an airport shootout. 
yeah. just mowing down ways and ways of bad guys. And that sentence alone is like fantastic. That that really sort of feeds anybody who grew up with the nineties or eighties action movies. Yeah, absolutely. And then we all like as one big group. So me and my friend, and then the group of guys behind us, we're basically all in unison, like loving the movie together. We're, like ah. we're jumping up and down and cheering. And you like, made friends. Yeah, yeah. We ended up getting along really well, <laughs> and it was a great experience. Like we were just laughing the whole way through the movie. And I think that's exactly what these movies should be. Yeah. And then literally two years later, so twenty four. Expendables 3 came out and I looked at the the poster and I looked at the trailer and I found out as well that like oh we're going to dial back the violence a little bit in this one like we why? want we want a more family friendly Expendables movie I'm like why why teenagers and children aren't going to understand the appeal of this franchise they're not going to care who these people are it's literally for like adults and people my age who you know as we said the appeal only works for people who are familiar with these actors and what they've done before yeah so I'm like, I'm not going to go see this one. And I didn't. I didn't go see the third movie. Quite like you were like, yeah, I think the second one's peaked. I don't think this movie is going to be any better than the, the second one. Yep. And so I watched The Expendables 3 for the first time yesterday. And I've got to say, I actually had a really good time with it. It was good. It was actually pretty good. Was it as good as the second movie? No, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. But what they did with it was really good. They had a whole bunch of uh, new actors in it. So, Ronda Rousey was part of the team. I heard she was in it, yeah. They had Hangman from uh, Top Gun Maverick, if you remember him. Oh, okay. Not really an action here. So, they had a bunch of new sort of expendables, like young uh, expendables, which I think they're going to do in this movie as well. Because that's the gimmick of this movie, right? Absolutely. So... They had a bunch of, like, new recruits who were kidnapped, and then the old ones had to get back together. So, they were disbanded. Okay. And then the old team had to get back together and go and rescue the new recruits. And so, they had uh, Wesley Snipes joining the team, which, by the way, he was an absolute gem in that movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved every second that Wesley Snipes was on screen. And they were going up against the evil Mel Gibson. And I've got to say, like, looking at it on paper, I was just like, Mel Gibson, I don't know about that. But he is, like, the perfect villain (laughs) to cast in these kind of movies. If you ever thought, like, I never thought I'd see in my life a scene where Mel Gibson and Sylvester Sloan are going head to head. Like, they have a big fight scene at the end of the movie, but right at the start of the movie, they have, like, a a bit of a tete-a-tete where they're talking to each other and they're getting really angry. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is, like, exactly what this movie and this franchise needs. Because can you imagine, like, angry Mel Gibson, like, how he yells and swears at his wife over the phone, (laughs) talking to Sylvester Stallone, who's also angry and swearing? Yeah. Like, it's perfect. And replacing Bruce Willis in that movie was Harrison Ford. And that's good. He's an action star. And so we literally have a scene with Harrison Ford in a helicopter, in a chopper, I should say, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jet Lee, and they're flying around. Harrison Ford is like ducking and waving and dodging enemy helicopters while Arnold Schwarzenegger has this massive gun and he's shooting them down out the back, <laughs> yelling, Look out for the chopper! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, Wow, this is actually really fun and a really good movie. And, uh, you know, I don't care what the reviews say, I don't care what the audience says. I, I had a really good reviews, time with though. it. And they had uh, Antonio Banderas as well in the movie. In He was sort of like the sidelined um, Expendables that no one took seriously until at the end he revealed that he was really uh, <laughs> capable. And I, and I was like, eh, it's a bit of a stretch saying Antonio Banderas is like a, an action well, hero, but he, that's where he started his career. Yeah, I guess he was in the Zorro movies, so that kind well, of counts. I was thinking like uh, Desperado. Okay, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. The whole like El Mariachi series. But yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, Zorro. <laughs> He's more of an action hero than 50 Cent. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> we certainly will. So yeah, I had a really great time with the third movie, which I was not expecting to like the movie at all. Ended up coming out really buzzing from it. So I'm going to That's gonna, great. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of pumped for this one, but like I'm looking at this movie and going, hmm, 
Seems like a little bit of a step down. Well, they may surprise us. There might be things they're not telling us. There might be some surprising cameos, maybe. Yeah, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger will come back. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Maybe. I don't think so. You know what would be cool? He said he's not going to be in the movie. Oh, so. okay. Never mind that. I, I tell you what would be cool, though, if they made a crossover with the Fast and Furious franchise. That no, that would, wouldn't be cool. That would make sense, actually. More it than, would. More than the Transformers. Same vibe, I suppose. Yeah. Similar vibe, I'll say. Not the same. But then you have uh, John Cena with the Expendables. Oh, <laughs> suddenly I want that. <laughs> yeah, that. That'd be awesome. So, a little bit of history behind The Expendables. So, the original concept came from a script called Barrow, I believe it was called, which was written by David Callum. Now, David Callum, it may not be a household name to you and I, Matty D, but he was responsible for writing a lot of movies that you might find interesting. So, he wrote Zombieland Double Tap. Okay. Have you heard of that movie? I may have. Wonder Woman 1984. Wow. Mortal Kombat. Wow. As in the Mortal Kombat we covered on this show. Yeah, okay. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wow, so he is like a potential spoilers alumni. He is. He's the mastermind (laughs) behind most of the plots that we predict on this show. Oh, wow. Can you believe it? So, he's the guy who created The Expendables. Well, so the original concept was just, it's just a team of mercenaries. But then Sylvester Stallone looked at the script and was just like, hey, you know what? Because if you remember, Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed, well, he adapted the screenplay into what it was for that first movie. And he also directed that first movie. And his whole concept was like, what if it was like a real throwback 80s action movie? Genius. Starring me. (laughs) And then he was just like, oh, hold on a second. What if we had every actor from the 80s and 90s in this movie and in this franchise? And then that's where the whole concept was born from. So, but so I'll still be the star. I'll still be the star. And then I'm going to sideline every other character <laughs> except for Jason Statham because he's like really popular at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Sylvester Stallone, he is really stepping back from this franchise. I've so heard. It was very much his franchise initially, but- Apparently, he's really handing the reins over to Jason Statham. He wants Jason Statham to take over this franchise and be the Sylvester Stallone character. And, and this is like a common trend for him because he did the same thing he's in retiring. Creed. Yeah. He's, he's in the process of retiring. So, he's basically taking his franchises, doing like a last hurrah, and then handing them off to somebody else to take over the mantle, basically. So, that they can continue on living after his retirement. That's right. Which is not what I would do. I would let the, the franchise die with me. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, if you remember, he did the same thing with Rambo Last Blood, he did the same thing with Creed 3, as you just said, and he's doing the same thing here, so I guess we're going to have to work that into the plot a little bit as well, because from what I understand, (laughs) he's not really in this movie, and he's the focused character in the other three movies, so... It's obvious he's just going to start backing off and giving, like, Jason Statham the thumbs up as he, like, backs off... It's your franchise now. It's your franchise now, as he backs off into some chairs. Yeah, and he trips over some (laughs) chairs, and yeah, we all laugh. And by the way, just for anybody who was put off by the last movie only being rated PG-13 in the US, I guess just rated M here, they are going back to R-rated violence for this new movie. So, it's going to be an MA movie here. So, it's going to be a little bit more in the vein of the second movie than the third movie. But as I said, I really like the third movie, violence aside. So, whatever they give us, I'm going to be excited for. So, off-air, Matty D was just like, I don't want to cover this movie. I'm not excited for this. After watching the third movie, I'm like, yeah, I'll take anything they give me right now. (laughs) So, let's talk about who's in the movie, and as is standard when we do one of our team-up episodes, we'll uh, discuss a little bit what we think their impact on the plot is going to be. I think this is going to be really important for this episode, because the biggest part of these Expendables movies is the actors. Not necessarily the characters. I don't think the characters really matter, but very much the actors and what their their uh, impact is going to be on the movie. So, I guess 90% of the plot really is going to come from this discussion of the actors. You know, plot synopsis aside, because I don't think we're going to get anything from that. No, the plot synopsis is very, very The plot synopsis is just copy-paste from the previous movies, (laughs) essentially. So, first up, 
He's actually billed first, playing the character of Lee Christmas. Returning as Lee Christmas is Jason Statham, who we only talked about in our last movie prediction a couple of weeks ago. Meg. In uh, the Meg 2 The Trench. Or just Meg 2 The Trench. I keep yeah. confusing that. Yeah, he's been in a few of our episodes, you know, as a Fast and Usually furious. playing Deckard Shaw. Yes. So, we're getting a third role for him, a third character. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a variety with the characters he's playing in each mm. movie. This one will- He's a knife expert. He's a knife expert. And I think he'll bring like a sensitivity to this role, you know, some layers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a girlfriend in this movie. There you go. And playing that girlfriend, the character of Gina, is Megan Fox. Right. Now, what do we know Megan Fox from? The Transformers, Transformers movies? Uh, Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body. I was going to bring that up as well. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, Let's not yes, forget yes. that one. Dating Machine Gun Kelly currently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What do you think of Megan Fox? <laughs> there's, a, there's a sizable bulge in that <laughs> uh, I She was all right. I, I, I never... Saw her in anything that I thought was amazing. Yeah, I'm she, the same. I'm she, not a fan, to be perfectly you're honest. You're not a fan? I don't think she's attractive. I remember- Really? Mm. Oh, okay. I remember- Not the, my type. I remember at the time in those Transformer movies, she had a really bad reputation. Not that that matters for her acting abilities. <laughs> I just want to point that out. But yes, Transformers movies, yeah, reputation. She had a bad reputation for being- uh, For having an attitude for being bad on set, and that kind of yeah, killed- Yeah, she got fired. Yeah, she did. And that kind of killed her career for a while, and now yeah, she's back. She had I to think. do Jennifer's Body. <laughs> Which was an all right movie. No, it wasn't. Okay. Well, you know, it, it was popular enough. Yeah, I guess so. Has a, somewhat of a cult following. She had the famous line, I've got a weddie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I won't be able to sleep so having w- heard that. Was she in the third movie? Because I know she wasn't in the first two. Uh, Expendables. No, she's never been in an Expendables okay, movie. Okay, so she's before. a new character. The only female Expendable they've had in the past. Oh, actually, they had the Asian lady in the second one whose name escapes me right now. But uh, they had Ronda Rousey in the third movie. Right. Don't know where she is in this one. Disappeared. Well, uh, Ronda Rousey's winning WWE championships right now. So really? Is she a wrestler she now? Is, well, I think she's left wrestling now. But What a uh, step down. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no one really is talking about Ronda Rousey anymore. But no. back to Megan Fox. Since she has not been in any other movies prior to this one. Expendable uh, movies. Expendable movies, yeah, that yeah. is. Would that mean that maybe she might betray people, maybe? No, 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 no that's not. So. They've done that in the first movie. They, they they generally don't repeat those sort of beats. Okay, that's just an idea. If that's that your big theory, like I applaud it, but they, I'm not seeing any evidence of that. Okay. Well, I don't know. What what else? What other role do you think this character will play in this movie? She's there for sex appeal. Okay. It looks like she drives she the plot. tight leather, <laughs> wraps. She does the exact same move. In the trailer, I saw she does the exact same move that Ronda Rousey did in the third movie, where she wraps her legs around some guy's head and flips him over. Oh, that's a fetish of somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Filmmakers. Yeah. It sounds like she drives the plot as well. It sounds like- A little bit, yeah. She's working for whatever's happening before she's, Jason- I think she's working for the CIA, and then the rest of the Expendables get roped into what she's working on. Yeah. Can we also make a, just a blanket statement right now, and I think you kind of addressed it early on, we're probably not- not going to be calling the characters their character names. We'll probably just- I was going to say, usually in most episodes, I'm pretty strict <laughs> about like you have to call the characters by their character names because we're focusing on the story rather yeah. than the actors. Doesn't matter in this circumstance. I, I think let's We're just- going to have to just call them by their actors' names because we're not going to know who we're talking about if we call like, you know, Toll Road. Who the fuck is Toll Road? <laughs> Toll Road? There's yeah. a character called yes, Toll we'll get Road? Yes, we'll get to him. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so because- like- we're, In this episode, we're literally just going to call them by their actors' names because that's the appeal of this franchise. Absolutely. And they're just they're just being themselves. They're just being the personas Absolutely. that they have in Hollywood right now. Here's I- the thing about Expendables characters. They're playing themselves or they're playing their, like, their perception of themselves with one character trait. So, Barney Ross, who is Sylvester Stallone's character, he's the pilot. Mm-hmm. Then Jason Statham, he's the knives expert. <laughs> Aside from that- 
they're literally playing themselves. So if you remember Terry Crews, not in this movie, by the way. Shame. Terry Crews' character, he just carried around a uh, minigun. Yeah. That was his character. And he liked hamburgers. Wait, no, that was a different movie. That was Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark likes hamburgers too. I was talking about Longest Yard. But yeah, uh, yeah so- Mm. Yeah, we don't have to get bogged down in character names for this yeah. one. And, and f- the audience is going to understand who we're talking about if we just Absolutely. refer to the actors. I feel like if I was a listener and w- so I was listening to a podcast where people were talking about Lee Christmas, I'd be like, what? Who? Who? The guy from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> My favorite joke in the third movie, by the way, is... Uh, so, as I said, Wesley Snipes was a, it was a main character in that third movie. And he's introduced as a knife expert as well. And it turns out he was part of the Expendables before Jason Statham was involved. And because he's a knife expert... He had the joke of, I was the knife before Christmas. <laughs> That's good. And I don't know if That's I like- funny. I don't know if I laughed at the joke or the, the concept of the joke. <laughs> so, next up, returning to the character of Dolph Lundgren, is Dolph Lundgren? No. <laughs> so, he plays, Gunner, he plays Gunner Jensen, which I, it's a name I actually like. Gunner Jensen. They all sound like <laughs> small soldiers characters. <laughs> this is pretty much small soldiers. This is literally small soldiers if they weren't toys. <laughs> Maybe that's why it appeals to me so much. Because I really like Small Soldiers. It's By a the great way, movie. I rewatched Small Soldiers last week, and it was amazing. Great. Okay, it holds up. We're awesome. going to do a special episode on Small Soldiers yes. very soon. Let's do that, just so the audience is aware. Great idea. Uh, so, by the way, Dolph Lundgren. Let's talk about Dolph Lundgren. Okay, yeah. I really like Dolph Lundgren. I don't feel like he's had a fair chance in Hollywood. Everyone always says like, "Oh, he's a shitty like B tier action star." I actually really like. I think he's very charismatic, and every movie that I've seen him in, I really like. Be that uh, you know, Rocky Four. Be that Creed 2, which, by the way, really liked him in Creed 2. Be that He-Man and the Master of the Universe, <laughs> as bad as that movie is. Be that the Universal Soldier franchise. I like him. Okay. So, I'm happy to see him here. Matty D, thoughts? Uh, it's interesting that you say you don't believe he got a fair shake because this guy was pretty much- Well, he was a bouncer that Sylvester Stallone- In Sydney. Yeah. A bounce, where we live. A bouncer in Sydney, and Sylvester Stallone liked the look of him and put him in all these movies. So, I think he's had more yeah, of a put fair- put him in Rocky Four. More, more of a fair shake than somebody who was about to get a nightclub. Let's not forget that when uh, when he made He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Sylvester Stallone took a look at the, the trailer and was like, you let that guy speak? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of agree with your sentiments, though. He he does a good job, especially old Dolph Lundgren has yeah. kind of like this greediness and and I don't know. He brings. I more feel to like he, he was really the heart and soul of Creed Two. I would agree with you. Yeah, he really delivered in Creed Two. Yeah, compared to Rocky Four, mm-hmm. where he's playing the same character in Creed Two. You know, he went from, like, dumb muscle to, like, a guy with- like, He went from a two-dimensional character to a three-dimensional character. Well, it was hard because of his look, right? So, that's what yeah. they wanted to show off. Like, his relationship with his son in that movie. I thought that was my favourite part of yeah. Creed 2. Yeah. And I think that's all down to good old Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and also his relationship with uh, Rocky as well. Yeah. He's really good in that movie. Let's not forget that the first Expendables movie was the first time that Dolph Lundgren had been in a theatrically released uh, Hollywood movie since, like, the early 90s. (laughs) Because he was just doing straight-to-DVD movies up until then. So, yeah, glad to see him back. Glad to see him back. And it's interesting because the bio on his character, I'm hearing things about him going through some kind of- So, apparently, his character was, like, a drug addict or an alcoholic or something like that. Because now he's sober. But that's not something that was an element in the previous movies. I've I've been hearing that he's going on some sort of spiritual journey or something. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it'll be like a bullet train scenario. So he was always the most volatile of the Expendables. Right. So he was the, the hot tempered. He one. was the villain in the first movie, basically. So he was basically he betrayed the Expendables in the first one. He sort of redeemed himself in the second one. In the third one, his character was like, oh, he doesn't like anybody. Yeah. Except he had a lot of jokes in the in that third one. But then again, everybody did. It's that sort of movie. And so yeah, uh. 
this sort of these sort of characteristics don't matter to this movie, Matty D. It might be a throwaway line. It might be a throwaway joke. But aside from that, it's not going to impact the plot. Well, it's worth it, It's an Expendables up, but- movie. Yeah, I guess it's worth bringing up. So, he's going to have moments where he's like, Woosa. Yes. Yeah, he's going to be really spiritual and it's going to be played off. He's going to be a lot nicer than he was in the previous movies. And then at the end, when everything is blowing up, then he's going to go, screw this spirituality and he's going to start exploding. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what's going to happen. That's perfect. I like that. Yeah. Maybe he's like a pacifist in this movie and then he goes against his whole pacifist ways at the end to save his friends. Yeah. I like that idea. Let's work that in. (laughs) We're doing it right now. So next up, playing a character who doesn't have a name, the only character in this whole cast list who doesn't have a name is Tony Jaa. Chocolate! Yes, well... Good old Monster Hunter himself. He's back. He's back from Monster Hunter. I don't think he's part of the Expendables. I could be wrong. I didn't see him in our Expendables lineup. So, I'm pretty sure he's working as, like, the dragon for the Uh villain. Okay. I just kind of assumed he was part of the Expendables, just another throwaway character, but... um, I could be wrong, but I didn't see him in the lineup. That makes sense. He's a... Also, he doesn't speak English, so I couldn't see him as a part of the Expendables, because then he would just be the butt of all their jokes if he doesn't speak English. Maybe, but they might be trying to, much like Monster Hunter, appeal to a international audience. Is he just going to be chocolate? <laughs> so yeah, of course they are. Yeah, so he might be the hero for you know an international audience. No, no, no? I can't see it happening. I, I'm seeing him as like sort of like the silent muscle for the bad guy, but even he- though the bad guy's going to be just as capable in a fight as okay. himself. I, I agree with that. I think he's going to be kind of cool though and likable in his own way, but the bad guy, the antagonist. So he might beat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But he might, like, switch, you know. Matty D was not down with that joke at all. You're, t- you're still talking about Monster Hunter, yes. yeah? Yeah. It's the only movie I've seen him in recently. <laughs> good good inclusion of a modern-day action hero, I'm going to say. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do, right? They're Absolutely. trying to include modern action heroes, and this guy's one of them. They're taking who they can get, <laughs> I think, is the, what this boils down to. Should have took Dwayne while he was down on his luck, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, man. After Black Adam, just oh. be like, come over here, Dwayne. He's probably like, I'm too good for that franchise. No, you're not. You're not no, right. he's not. But that would be perfect if Dwayne Johnson was at one of the Expendables. Man, like, movie of the year. This is going to be the show. We're going to write a better Expendables movie just yeah, talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah, just this cast list. What are they doing? So, next up, playing the character of Swato, who's the villain of this movie, mm-hmm. is Iko Uwais, who we've mm-hmm. talked about before. Remember when we've talked about him in the past? I did look this up, but I can't remember. You don't remember. remember. He was Hardmaster in Snake Eyes. Yes, that's right. And, of course, Rama from the Raid movies. Yep. As I've just mentioned, he's the main character in the Raid movies. I really like him in those movies. Hardmaster, I can take a leaf. Well, he didn't do much. No. In that movie, so. No. Did anybody? No. So, he's the villain of the movie, which is why I think it's a perfect pairing if his sort of like second in command is Tony Jaa. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? So, we know he's a terrorist. We know that yep. he's got some device that's going to, you know, create World War Three if it ever gets Nuclear out. warheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they do the same thing in every Expendables movie. This uh, is not a new plot point. And they're trying to stop him, so- Absolutely. That's his He's going to have a faceless army as well of goons. Mm-hmm. Standard Expendables plot point. And he will die in a spectacular way. Yeah, he's going to go head-to-head with Jason Statham. He's also like a Knives guy as well, I saw in the trailer. Bing. So, yeah, it's going to be Knives go. against Knives. I pronounce you, man and knife. <laughs> do you remember that line in the first movie? No. Really? No. I've never gotten over that line. <laughs> man and knife? Yeah. So, next up, playing the character of Toll Road, he feels like a G.I. Joe character, or a, uh, you know, Brick Bazooka Small Soldiers character, is Randy Couture. Yeah, UFC fighter. Who the hell is Randy Couture? UFC fighter. I only know him from the Expendables movies. And an MMA fighter, I believe, is what So, UFC MMA is what you're saying. Yeah, so he's a a legit badass, this guy. Yeah. Well, every time I saw him in the previous Expendables movies, I was always like, 
who the fuck is this guy? Who's this random guy? He looks like poor man's Dave Batista. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess he adds some legitimacy to the whole team. Yeah. Also, people who are fans of the sport who know him. Has he been in many movies outside of The Expendables? Because I only know him from The Expendables movies because he's always like the, the sore thumb for me. Like he sticks out. I think it pretty much is just The Expendables movies. Okay. Because he's certainly not much of an actor. They don't That's give him many I'm lines. Seeing. Scorpion King 2. Oh, there you go. That masterpiece. <laughs> so, pretty much The Expendables. There you go. So, next up, playing the character Marsh, who I believe is their CIA handler in this movie. He's replacing Harrison Ford, who mm-hmm. was replacing Bruce Willis in the previous movie, is Andy Garcia, the famous action movie star Andy Garcia. Now, he was in huh? Godfather, right? That's right. He Godfather was the main 3? character in Godfather 3. Mm-hmm. So, he was like the, the new Michael in Godfather 3, and then Michael was sort of like his mentor. He was the illegitimate son of Sonny in Godfather 3. If you remember in the first Godfather, in the wedding scene at the start, uh, Sonny's cheating on his wife with a bridesmaid. Yeah. So, that bridesmaid gave birth to Andy Garcia's character. Okay. And he was also in The Untouchables, if you remember. No, but yes, okay. Okay. He was one of the main characters in The Untouchables. Right. When was the last time you saw that movie? I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Homework for you for the weekend. And let's not forget, he played the mayor in Ghostbusters 2016. Of course. And they called him the Jaws Mayor, and he's like, don't compare me to the Jaws Mayor. <laughs> the best joke in that terrible movie. <laughs> hey, go easy, go easy. Uh, this guy's not going to do a lot, though, right? I think he's going to have a few action scenes. So, he's oh, really? the one who's going to give them the job. And yes. then, uh, just like Harrison Ford, just like Church, Bruce Willis's character from the previous movies, he's going to jump in for the final fight scene as is standard in these movies, because, you know, Andy Garcia, he's an action movie hero. (laughs) No, he's not. No, he's not. He was in a movie called A Million Ways to Die, which is a pretty underrated movie where he was like the- he was sort of like a ripoff of Tony Montana in that movie. It's a pretty decent, you know, crime movie. That's the only time I can think of him in like an action role. He does Aside from the the Untouchables, of course. Yeah, he doesn't seem to fit in here, does he? No. Yeah, he's not really an action star. Like, he's well-known enough, but not- that well-known to be, you know, a major player. So, I don't know what he's doing in this movie. Speaking of people who aren't action stars, I don't have 50 Cent on my list here, I just realised, but 50 Cent is like a new recruit in The Expendables. What's his character name, just for the record? Oh, you want to hear his character's name? Yes. Brace yourself. What I've got here is Easy Day. Which I believe is is Holy shit. his attitude towards you know movie this, making to making this shot you know to do, doing this movie yeah it's an easy day so. easy payday yeah exactly it's just to stand around when was the last time you saw Fifty Cent in a movie dude I didn't know he did movies other than his he own does, he does heaps does he yeah well he did his movie right uh, get rich or die trying yeah but he was in that that video game Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand <laughs> if you remember that when he was like you know he was like a soldier or something okay like we're supposed to believe like he's an action hero but it, believe it or not they actually wanted 50 cent in the terry cruz role in the first movie oh and this is on. this is the first time they've actually got him in one of these movies but sylvester sloan he was just like oh we got to get fit we got to get fitty we got to get fitty in this role why i don't know i mean the guy looks jacked and in the early 2000s he was a big name but yeah now we're in not 2023 now. who cares about isn't this cent? series all about reliving past glories yeah, but, but we got Dolph Lundgren in this movie. He's not, he's not an 80s, 90s hero. No, he's not. I'd say he's more 2000s, yeah. but that fits in very much with this vibe. We've got Megan Fox here. Maybe oh, D. maybe they're doing like a 2000s. But then we're like, oh, I don't know. All right. So, so Andy Garcia's in this movie, maybe So, D. the bottom of the barrel is being very literally scraped here. <laughs> right. They've run out of good ideas, good expendable characters. Yeah, they've used all the other actors in the other movies. I've noticed that uh, Wesley Snipes is not coming back. I've noticed that Arnold Schwarzenegger is not coming back. I was very much looking forward to seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie again. In and this he- franchise, I should say. And he's doing stuff, so he's coming- Terry Crews is not back. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey's not coming back. 
all these characters who they set up as an integral part of the Expendables in the previous movie are not coming back. Yeah, I think everyone's got better things to do. I think that's what's What's happened. the explanation going to be? Is there going to be an explanation? Uh, I don't think there will be much of an explanation as to where these they're not characters gonna, I are. I think they're not going to refer to it at all. Most likely- Let's not forget Mickey Rock was in the first movie. Yeah. Never came back. No, never came back. I think- they're going to have the mission and then they're going to do a scene where they recruit everybody and it's yeah. just going to be assumed that we couldn't get XYZ because they're with their family, mm. they're doing other jobs, whatever. I don't think they're going to refer to those guys at all. They might not. There may be a few throwaway lines here and there, a few subtle things, maybe even jabs, but it'll just be like, oh, this is the team we're building together. I don't think job. we're supposed to think about the previous movies aside from the characters that we know. Yeah. Because like I said, whenever they, you know, they lose a cast member, they just treat them like they never existed. So, you know, even though all those guys got tattoos at the end of the previous movie, they're not going to be back in this one. <laughs> they're going to be referred to. They might as well be dead. <laughs> they all died. <laughs> Ronda Rousey and uh, the other, the rest of the team died in a plane crash. <laughs> I was the pilot. Speaking of returning as the character of Barney Ross, he's bottom of the cast list. Can you believe it? Yeah. He's Sylvester Stallone. We've talked about him several times on this show. Rocky, Rambo. Guardians, the big ones. Guardians of the Galaxy. Just to name a few. Uh, yeah, as I said, really stepping away from this franchise. Suicide Squad? Yeah, that's right. He was- uh, He was King Shark. He was King Shark in Suicide Squad. Great role there. But yeah, like I said, he's really stepping away from this franchise. Apparently, he's only in like 10% of the movie. Yeah. Here's the big question. Retirement or death? I was wrong in Creed. Yeah. So, there is every chance that he may just retire peacefully. But I, I'm sort of like kind of keen to throw like something interesting in the mix and have him be killed off. Well, because they are the Expendables after all. It seems- And we've only lost one Expendable in the history of four movies. I just- I, I think his thing is that he doesn't like his characters dying. He likes his characters living on, going mm. into the mm. sunset. Remind me, did Rambo- Rocky, uh, Rambo 5, he died. Okay. That, that- well, sort of. It was very it was very ambiguous, wasn't it? Right. It was, yeah, because he's like on his porch. So, I think- I would say retire. If we want to be correct, I would say retire. If they want to be bold, death. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll I'm do thinking that. bold- you think bold? Yeah, I think we should go bold with this one. All right. Let's say he does. Because they've only ever killed off one Expendable, and they're called the Expendables, yet none of them ever die. <laughs> none of them are ever killed off. It's an ironic name, like you call a tall person shorty. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> that's basically how it is. So, I would love it if they killed off his character and then they had something to fight for. So, do they kill him off early or late? Does he die at the end or does he die in the middle-ish? Yeah, what- I like to think uh, he dies off early. Early-ish. Yeah, because the thing is with these movies, everyone's just watching to be like, oh, we want to see our guys fight, kick ass and look cool. If you kill off Sylvester Stallone in the movie- Oh, then I it- just realized what they are, they're actually going to do. Okay. He's going to retire. He's going to be like, I'm done. Yeah. I know I said this in the previous movie, but this time I'm serious. He retires and then he comes in for the final fight scene at the end. Yeah, that's more realistic. Uh, let's not kill him off then. Okay. Let's not kill him off. So, let's just quickly breeze over the other two characters. Now, playing the character of Gallen is Jacob Scapillo, who, of course, we've talked about twice before on this show. Yes, yes. He, he was Armando in Bad Boys he 3. Was the lead villain. Bad right? Boys for Life. And he was also the dragon in uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the villain. We thought he was going to be the villain in that movie, but he was sort of like the villain's right-hand man. Yeah. He was the bodyguard of uh, Pedro Pascal's character. Whose, whose character's name is escaping me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, playing the character of Lash is Levi Tran. Well, I'm not familiar with it. I'm not familiar either. 
But she, and quite like Jacob Scapillo's character, Gallon, they're both new recruits to the Expendables. Right. Possible. And I know exactly where they're going to fit in. Romance interest, maybe? Nah, they don't no. do that in these movies. Where do you think they'll fit in? So, they're going to be the team that they recruit after the, the first mission. They're going to be the, the new guys that they bring in to pat out the team, basically. Because okay. this movie seems to be promoting itself on old heads, meat, New blood, young yeah. blood. So That's this might every be expendables. Our- <laughs> okay, sure, but this might be our young blood, right? Absolutely, absolutely. What are their character traits? Who cares? They don't need them. They're young. They're cocky. One's the tech one, one's the, oh. the cool one, and that's all we need. That's it, that's it. That's what they did in the third movie, so I'm not seeing anything different here. So, this is the part where we dive into the plot. Let's do it. So, we've already got a rough idea. So, these Expendables movies, if you've watched all three of the other movies, they all follow the exact same formula. And so, if we just follow that formula, I can't see us going wrong. We did the same thing in our Indiana Jones episode, and we did a great job with that. Cool. Let's do the same thing here. So, the formula of an Expendables movie is the movie starts off with them finishing their previous mission. Mm-hmm. Not the previous movie's mission. Just a, We're um, just seeing them in the middle of a movie so we can establish them as action heroes and mercenaries and just tough guys in general. That's a success. They wrap it up. You know, they, they survive the encounter by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. They go back, they hang out in bars and they talk shit and big dick each other for a while. Then they need to do a new mission, like a new mission comes on their table They have to go and recruit a couple of new faces. Of course, we know who they are going to (laughs) be. They go and do the mission. The mission is not a success. Bad stuff happens. The Expendables are put on the back foot. They have to regroup and then go in a second time. And then the second time, they're more successful. They, They are surrounded by the bad guys. And they're able, using their skills to one up them. And then... Usually, it's Sylvester Stallone going toe-to-toe with the main villain. In this circumstance, it's going to be Jason Statham going toe-to-toe with the main villain. Kills the main villain. They go hang out in a bar and big dick each other. Done. That's the formula. That sounds like this is how this movie is going to play out. Absolutely. I can't Uh, see it going any other way. uh, I think Sylvester Stallone will will start with Sylvester Stallone's last mission. Yeah, absolutely. That first opening action scene will be like everybody shaking Sylvester Stallone's hand and saying- I thought you were going to say dick. (laughs) (laughs) They're just coming over and shaking his They may as well. I mean, that's that's kind of appropriate for this movie. Absolutely. It's like, thank you for the money, Sylvester Stallone. So, we've got to start with the original team or what's left of the original team. Yes. At the start. So, they're in the middle of a mission. So, we're like, we cut to dun, 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 foreign country. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Random militia. Yeah, it's the middle of the night. And we've got Jason Statham. We've got Dolph Lundgren. We've got Sylvester Stallone. We've got 50 Cent as the new face in this circumstance. Okay, so he's already been working with them. So, he's just started working with them in this circumstance. So, at the start, he's the new face. And then we're going to have other new faces later okay. on. So, he's filling in the Wesley Snipes role from the previous movie. Yeah, and he needs to have a good introduction as well. So, all of our That's guys right. are, you know, shooting up. And then all of a sudden, 50 Cent comes in in like a car or a truck and bursts through well, or, or I think, something. Well, we see in the trailer that like he's like, oh, re- remember this face? Don't shoot me by mistake. So, I think we're going to have a little moment like just pre-chaos of just getting to know the characters real briefly. So, they're just uh, teaming up. They're like, they're gearing up to go into battle. Dolph Lundgren has like a new computer-powered uh, assault rifle that uh, he, he has a prescription <laughs> scope on because he's an old man. <laughs> he wears glasses. That's funny. And so, 50 Cent's character's just like, well, hey, old man, uh, I-, I know I'm just as old as you. <laughs> hey, old man. But uh, while you're looking down that scope, don't forget this face. Don't shoot me by accident. I know you can't see that well. I know you have uh, dementia, but <laughs> be careful out there. And, you know, then they're going to go in guns blazing and shoot up some random faceless militia. Mm-hmm. Lots of chaos is going to happen. The ins and outs of the action don't really matter for this kind of plot. No. And so, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, cause and effect, let's say. So, one moment leads into another. 
they have to run to avoid grenades and bombs. Yep, they're ill-planned, they're this improvising. Vehicle, they're jumping from vehicle to vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, ill-prepared, their plan goes wrong. They're tougher than the opponents as well. They're, like, yeah. physically stronger than everybody else, but- Absolutely. They're not, you know, it's all very rough and- But they wrap it up. They do. They wrap it up, there's a little bow on it, and they get to go home heroes. <laughs> Nobody dies, they go to a bar, they big dick each other. Another day in the office. Absolutely, and Sylvester Stallone, he sits next to Jason Statham and goes, you know what? Your franchise now. I mean, they could all be having it's drinks. Your franchise now. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. They could be all having drinks to celebrate. Absolutely. This is- they do that every time. But this is Sly's last mission. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well, congratulations in like a, you know, much from you're the leader now. <laughs> Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. By the way, this is something they set up at the end of the third movie. Okay. So, uh, the the new team were doing karaoke and they're singing uh, Neil Young's Old Man, which I was just referencing there. And Sylvester Stone looks across the room at Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're doing it right there. They're setting him up as the- And this was 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they're setting him up as the successor. But yeah, oh. he's like, I'm serious this time. I know 10 years ago I said I was going to wrap it up, I'm, but I'm serious this time. Maybe that could be a joke in the movie that maybe Jason Statham could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, old man. Like, you yeah. always say this. Like, You're like oh. Tom Cruise. You just won't retire. <laughs> no, this time it's real man and they like they'll shake hands or whatever you know, yeah he gives him his ring he'll go. so you remember how he's got like this skull ring yeah. that he wears Sylvester Sloan's character and well Barney Ross has this skull <laughs> ring that he that he wears for luck yeah he's gonna hand that ring over to Jason Statham and go you know you need all the luck you can get cool and then Sylvester Stallone walks off leaves the yep. bar now we're gonna introduce Megan Fox so Megan Fox from what we understand is Jason Statham's girlfriend mm-hmm. Lee Christmas's girlfriend yes and she is, from what we understand, some sort of operative as well. Is she she's working- a CIA operative, right? Yeah, I believe so. So Named she's work- Gina, by the way. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares, exactly. So, from what I understand- So, when I first saw them together in the trailer, I'm like, what the hell is going on with this age difference here? But then I realized that Megan Fox, Megan Fox, is only 10 years younger than Jason Statham. Is she? But in Hollywood, they're constantly trying to convince us that Jason Statham is younger than he actually is. Okay. So, Megan Fox is in her 40s. Jason Statham is in his 50s. Is she in her 40s? Yeah. Holy Don't forget shit. that she was in Transformers in the early 2000s, Manny D, in her 20s. It's been 20 years right. since then. Her birthday is 1986. Oh, okay. She's not in 37. her 37. So, she's close. <laughs> she's actually my age. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So, she's 37 she was, years She would have been really young in the Transformers then. Yeah, I think she that was her first like big break. So, yeah. she's very young. Wow. Jesus, she was younger than I thought. Okay, there you go. So, there is a huge age difference because Jason Statham is late 40s, early 50s. (laughs) So, yeah, but like I said, Hollywood is constantly trying to convince us that he's young. Let's not forget in Hobbs and Shaw, we're supposed to believe that he's the same age as Vanessa Kirby. (laughs) Yes. And those actors are 20 years apart. I mean, the dude looks good. Yeah, Um, he never ages. He never ages. He's got the- Well, I saw Meg 2 the trench the other day. He is looking a little bit- finally. Well, you know. Gray around the the temples. Well, that's the thing. He always has a shaved head, so you can't see his graying hair, so looks younger. Or balding head, we should say. (laughs) So, yeah, they're together, but in the trailer, he goes home and finds a- A a, dossier. Yeah. A top secret dossier that uh, she's brought home. And because he's he doesn't respect her privacy or her boundaries. He's like, why am I not involved in every part of your life? <laughs> so he's flipping through that, and I think the movie's going to play it like, oh, he's after she's after a terrorist. Where we think she's a bad guy, we think they're Madam M. Or actually, 
Maybe the movie goes, Jason Statham goes into this house, picks up this dossier, and we think he's doing a mission. Yeah. And then surprise, and then surprise. she walks in, Megan Fox walks in. She's wearing leather. And we're just like, oh no, you know, Megan Fox is the bad guy and has caught Jason Statham. And then we find out, oh, they're dating. And That's then, great. I love that. And then it becomes like a playful, flirty thing that yeah. we see in they play so many fight. movies right now. Yeah. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith all over yeah. again. And it's 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 uh, Scarlet Widow. Yeah. Who? Black Widow, sorry. <laughs> I knew I mixed up Scarlet Witch and Black Widow. Well, Scarlet Johansson plays Black Widow. <laughs> yes. so. You remember that play fighting scene in the in the movie, Black Widow? Yes, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so, they're going to do that. It's yeah. going to be flirtatious. So, she's fun. on a mission. And then what's going to happen is she's going to go in to do the mission. And then she's going to get stuck. So, the people yes. that she goes with are going to get killed. She's going to be captured by the bad guys. And then Andy Garcia is going to approach Jason Statham and the rest of the remaining Expendables and be like... You're the only people who knew what was that. You, you, you happened to glance over that dossier, Jason Statham. So, you got to go in and rescue your, your girlfriend slash wife, whoever she is. Mm. Let's just say girlfriend. Mm. And it's personal now. And it's personal now. It's personal for him. So, he has the drive to want to do this. Just like in Jurassic Park 2, how they convince Ian Malcolm to go into the dinosaur island because his wife's there. His girlfriend's there. I wonder if Jason Statham will force himself onto the mission or if it will be approached like, I think they'll be approached because you've got to realize that the Expendables are like a black ops CIA task force. Ooh, so, they I, already work for the CIA. Can I throw uh, an idea here? Maybe like this guy, Sandy Garcia guy, asks him to- What was the character's name? Was Marsh. Marsh. Okay. Marsh asks um, Jason Statham to do the mission. Jason Statham's not that keen, but then shows pictures of his girlfriend trapped. Yeah. Kidnapped. Whatever. Swato has kidnapped your wife. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll do it on one condition. I'll Tony assemble- Jar's forcing him to eat chocolate <laughs> and be bait. Yes. Yes. And, and sleep in a cave. Um, and, you know, Jason Statham will be like, I'll do it on one condition. I get to assemble my team. Yeah. A team of my choosing. So, in da-da, the previous da-da. movie, we had Kelsey Grammer as sort of like the guy who assembled the team alongside uh, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen in this movie. No, so, I think Jason Statham's going to be like, we need Dolph Lundgren. We need 50 Cent. We need Toll Road. <laughs> Randy Couture. And but we, or since we don't have Barney anymore, we need two people to replace him. So, we've got to get like uh, a girl and a young guy. Well, that, that could be the team that's already there. They've, that, that could be the CIA's people. No, they never do that. No? It's always they recruit their own guys. Okay. They're going to be right for the, the team. They're going to be expendable. So, maybe 50 Cent will be like, or somebody will be like, I know these two agents, these two- No, it'll be Jason Statham. Jason Statham? Yeah, he'll know that, who they are. Okay. Just randomly. All right. I've heard good things about you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so they're, they're going to go out in the field and we're going to see them do some, like, we're going to see them in their day-to-day life doing, you know, harrowing action stuff. Of course. Well, when they re- go and recruit them, they can they can give us extra action scenes yeah. as well. So, this is going to be the first 40 minutes of the movie, by the yes. way. It's going to be a two-hour movie. So, the first opening action scene is going to be the first 15 minutes. Then we're going to have some downtime. And then the recruitment stage is going to bring us up to about the 40-minute mark. And then by the 50-minute mark, that's when we're going to go out on the, the mission. Yes. Because that's the formula of these movies. Where do you think the mission will take place? Fictional country. Okay. Fictional country, faceless army. Gotcha. Led by, of course, Swato. Yep. Second command, Tony Jaa. So, we have the recruitment. These guys might be a little apprehensive to join, but, you know, fighting yeah. together, they'll- It's new versus old. <laughs> My eyes are rolling right now for everybody listening. But, uh, so, they, you know, they, they prove themselves in the field. They have a good, like, relationship with all the other expendables. Yep. yep. They use technology that these guys aren't used to. <laughs> yes. That old chestnut. Of course, of course. And then they, like, they, they play the Gen Xs that are, like, old school and cool. Yeah. It's the new modern millennials. Let's not forget that all of the dialogue in these movies is bad puns. So, it's just going to be bad pun after bad pun after bad pun. 
and then just reference to characters they played in the past. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in, in all these movies is just doing lines from his previous movies. <laughs> Which is what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is exactly what the movie should be doing. Yeah. And they're going to do it. He didn't quote any of Mr. Fraser's lines for some reason. No. That's a, that's sad. Dude. The Ice Age. <laughs> he had two get Frosty. to the chopper. He had two get to the chopper jokes <laughs> in that in Expendables 3. And I laughed both times. <laughs> okay. So, they, they, they recruit everybody. Yeah. There might be a little bit of big, big dicking. Of a course. A little bit of uh, maybe some antagonistic relationships. Well, totally. Very light. Very so. light way. I would say Dolph Lundgren would be that- yeah, of course, role, he always is. But he's he's a nice guy now. He's like a spiritual guy, so yeah. maybe not. He's like, woosah. <laughs> so, recruit happens and they go out to face the big bad guy to do the rescue. Yep. Idea. They successfully rescue Megan Fox. Yep. 100%. But, but they don't win the mission. So That's right. Megan Fox joins They're the overpowered team. and they have to escape by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. The, but they do- Grab Megan Fox, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing they succeed at. Or she escapes herself during this whole. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. It's a combination. So, through their efforts, she's able to escape, and she, you know, she's scrapping as well as the rest of them. Yeah. So but- she's not a damsel in distress, but she's just given the opportunity to escape. But they have the weapon. The bad guys have met the good guys. They've, you know, there's probably going to be like up. an arms exchange, like a, a like a seller will come in and sell them the nuclear warheads, as happens in every other of one of these movies. Of course, because you're a bad guy if you're profiting off war. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I like to insert in every plot. Yeah, well, so. no, it's actually going to be the case in this. So, the thing is, Swato is trying to start a war between Russia and the United States. Right. That old chestnut. Of We've seen that a million times. It just happened in Secret Invasion in the Marvel Universe. So, his plan is to detonate a nuclear warhead in the US. And then, of course, the US is going to blame Russia and that's going to start World War Three. We've seen this story and then before. He's going to profiteer off the, the, the profits of war, like you say. Mm-hmm. He's going to profiteer off the profits. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the big villainous thing you could do is war's okay. Yeah. But if you're profiting mm-hmm. off war- then you're a bad guy. Maybe he's a media mogul and he's going to get exclusive broadcast <laughs> rights in China for the whole uh, news coverage. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> James Bond reference there. What do you get? Me? Oh, nothing. Just exclusive broadcasting rights in China for the next hundred years. Yeah. Um, no, of course. He, so, he's going to profiteer from the, the proceeds of the war, of course. And he's playing both sides. But yeah, he's playing both sides and he's looking to start World War Three. And of course, that means global destruction, assured mutual destruction for the world. But for some reason, he, he's like, well, I've got at least bunkers. So, <laughs> I bought stock in like uh, canned soup. So, <laughs> I'm going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, plot- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his plot is. Plot he's t- just bad guy, and he's got a faceless <laughs> yeah. army for uh, them to shoot. Uh, plot twist: He's actually working for an AI. Oh, bang. oh yeah, maybe, maybe no. It's not that well written. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I think we've got it. And then so they come. They, so they've had their defeat. They regroup. Their but tails they, between their legs. But they rescued Megan Fox. So in some ways, it's a success. Mm-hmm. But they've got her back, and they're like, "Well, you know, we've got to regroup. We've got to come up with a plan." We're going to work with our new guys. We're going to work as a team yeah. if we're going to overthrow this bad guy. We, we can't We can't rest on a loss. This is personal now. Yeah. Again, will Sylvester Stallone return at this point? He's going to come in at the final fight. So, maybe not this point, but like he's going to come in like Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon. Or quite like Harrison Ford in the helicopter in the previous movie, swooping okay. in to save the day. All right. And let's not forget, we've got to throw in Marsh as well. He's going to come into the final fight. He's going to come in with Sylvester Stallone. There you go. There you go. Okay. To shoot some bad guys and be like, I've never done this before. It feels great. Yeah. So, they regroup. 
They, yep. You know, they get all fired up. They, they're they, like, they plan. So the uh, the the bad guy who's setting up his nukes is gonna he's gonna launch them any minute now, mm-hmm. and that's when our Expendables team bursts in. Big gunfight, big mm-hmm. action scene. People are blown up. It's gonna be very gory. I'm looking forward to it being very gory. Yeah, it'll be spectacular. A lot of explosions. And then, and then a lot of they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be you know the bad guys are gonna surround them. It looks like the the day is lost yet again. And that's when we have uh, Marsh, good old Andy Garcia, and Sylvester Stallone swooping in mm-hmm. to save the day. With big guns, big weapons, shooting everybody, and that gives our Expendables a leg up, Mm -hmm. and they're able to fight against the bad guys. And of course, this leads us to- A one-on-one fight. One-on-one fight. I think Megan Fox is probably going to take out Tony Jaa's character. Okay. So, the second in command, Megan Fox, I think, is going to take him out. Well, there's no female that she can fight. Exactly. The rules of Hollywood. But they're loosening on those rules, I've noticed. Yeah. So- Little by little. Little by little, so she might They never have female villains in these movies, so- I can, no, you're I can right. see, yeah, second in command being taken out by Megan Fox. So they're going to have a, a fist fight, take each other out, not each other. So she's going to take him out. Yeah. But then, of course, Jason Statham is going to go up against good old uh, Swato. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a knife fight. I love that you're keeping these names, even though they don't matter at all. Well, what's Swato's uh, actor's name? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Rama from the Raid movies. He's the big bad. That's what he is. Hardmaster. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, what what can we say? It's not like he's going to beat Jason Statham. Of course, Jason no. Statham is going to win again by the skin of his teeth. So bad guys defeated. I like to imagine he's going to cut off his head like uh, Sylvester Stallone did with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's character in the second movie. Yeah, I love a good decapitation. So, by the way, did you know they originally shot that movie to be PG thirteen? Expendables two. They originally shot it to be PG thirteen and added in all the violence and gore in oh. post production. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Maimings, decapitations, blood, all added in post-production. Uh, oh, shit. Wow. Because they changed their mind the last minute. And it worked better for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was a better movie for it. It was more entertaining for it. That's but crazy. this movie, they're going in with the intention of making it like a, an R-rated. Well, it'd be MA here in Australia, but R-rated. I don't know what it is in the UK. X. <laughs> don't X-rated know if it's an X rated violent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. It's a different connotation <laughs> yes. here. Cool. So, we, we have our climax. Good yep. guys win. Jason Statham kills the yep. big bad guy. In a knife fight, yeah. We're all going to go back to the pub. Yeah, they all go to the pub. They all have the tattoos. They show off the tattoos. And they all, <laughs> Look they at sing, tattoos. They sing karaoke and then uh, Sylvester Sloan's just like, I really am I really am retiring this time. <laughs> sure. Sure thing, sure. old man. Sure thing. Megan Fox. Old man, look at my life. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Fox will do a sexy dance. I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to call the movie. It's done. She's going to have, like, her arm around Jason Statham's shoulder. Yeah. And they're going to be, you know, a little bit of kissy smoochy. It's going to be 50 Cent's birthday, but everyone forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I like that. I- I'm going to work that in. Yeah, I think that that should actually happen. But, yeah, they're, they're going to go out on a happy note, and that's the movie. That's the movie. I think that's all the movie needs to be. That's all it was ever going to be. We don't need the details of the action scenes, because, like I said, it doesn't matter for this plot. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm absolutely happy with that. That's absolutely 100%. And I like that we were on the same page from the beginning. Maybe like a few little details here and there. We yeah. were on the same page yeah. from the from the absolute outset. Yeah. And that's perfect. That, no arguments This here. was very easy. I was surprised yeah. how easy this was. Um, 
Well, we're full, full we're, disclosure. We're so good at this. That's why. Full yes. disclosure for everyone out there. I hope we're really close to the movie, by the way, because otherwise this is going to sound completely <laughs> stupid. I only watched the trailers once. <laughs> really? Yes, I only watched the trailers once and didn't write any notes because <laughs> I'm like, I know what's going to happen in this movie. Well, there's not much in the trailer. I mean, no. I don't know if we said this earlier in the episode, but there's one main trailer. Well, we did say there's one main trailer. And what you see in it is just uh, the Megan Fox, Jason Statham scene yep. and just a lot of just random action stuff. Yeah, Jason Statham jumps on the bonnet of a car. Yeah, you don't see That's a lot. That's about it. So... Yeah. What's there to take note from? Exactly. We know there's going to be action scenes in the movie. So. I think what we've said is going to happen. None of our expendables are going to be killed off. No, none Here's of the them thing, because they never are. They the never only are. one that was ever killed off is Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> and he's, his name was basically like dead meat or something like that anyway. Yeah. I think his name was like new guy. <laughs> and then he was only there to be killed off. Well, if, if uh, Sylvester Stallone is handing the reins to Jason Statham, then obviously they have an idea that they want more movies in the future, so yeah. they wouldn't kill anybody off because they want right. to have That's a right. cast that they can continue to use. Whether or not that happens, who knows? No Jet Li in this movie, by the way. Yeah. Well, he was doing nothing in the third movie anyway. I guess, but it was cool to have him in there. Like- he was a name. I feel like with this movie- We're missing a lot of names. That's like, what they that's they put out the call and everyone was just like, no, nah, I might skip this one. <laughs> like, Shit, we haven't got anybody. Shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, Randy Couture's got his hand up. And that's- and that's the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, get him. But that's the selling point of this movie. So, that's why this is so confusing. Yeah. If it was me, if it was my movie and I couldn't get the actors, I just wouldn't do it. It's just like, so let's make a saying, Jaws movie with no shark. Like, that's the whole I gimmick. what we're saying is this is the least appealing looking of the Expendables movie. So we're really hoping that it makes up for it. Yeah, comedy wise, action wise, action wise, and hey, maybe they've got some secrets that they're hiding. Maybe there are going to be some cameos that should we predict that we don't. Okay, you want to? Um, I don't think they're going to do it personally. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger said he's not in the movie, but I don't know. I. If he pops up, I I don't, I, know. I don't think he's going to be in the movie. Who else? Who else could be in the movie? I don't think anyone else is going to pop up. That's the thing. Because if they were, they would have said it. Could there be like a cameo at the end of the? All movie right, let's work post, in a cameo, post credits cameo or something. Oh like that well, if anything, they'd turn up in the bar. Maybe. Can't see Mickey Rourke coming back. No, Mickey Rourke won't come Can't back. Can't see Wesley Snipes coming back. No, I don't think anyone's coming back. So maybe somebody who Dwayne the Rock Johnson turns that up. That would be fantastic. Raises his eyebrow. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Chuck Norris is still alive. In yeah, the- but they don't want him. Okay. Yeah, of course he's he's surrounded controversy right now. Um, who else? Who else? Russell Crowe would be good in these movies. What are you going to say Russell Coit? Russell Coit. <laughs> you imagine that. Different movie. All Aussie Adventures. Time to hit the road. Good luck getting that reference, international listeners. Hulk Hogan? No. <laughs> wow. Sylvester Stallone's Army of Hot Daughters. <laughs> have you seen them? Yes, I have. What's going on there? Yes, it was. <laughs> None of them look like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just say, let's keep it very broad and very vague yeah. to annoy us in the future. There'll be a cameo that we're not expecting. Yes, I agree. And that's it. That's Expendables 4. And that'll be the big thing about the movie will be the cameo. Yeah. Be like, oh, my God. Can you believe that uh, Christian Bale ended up in the movie? Dave Batista. He would work. See, look at all these names that make sense in the movie. Yeah. Vin Diesel would make sense in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Just the whole cast of The Fast and Furious just rocks up. Mm. Mm. Trying to think of a lead action female. If there, yeah, it was. I would love it if they brought Ronda Rousey back, but they're not going to. No, no. Well, she's she's doing other things. Like what? <laughs> I think she's like having babies, focusing on her family. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we got the movie. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So, you, the dear listener, do you have any theories on what's going to happen in Expendables 4 or Expend- uh, Expend Forables. Expend Forables, yeah. <laughs> That's how they're selling the movie. That's what it says on the poster. So, you can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and X. And oh, Wow. I, I have to do it. Sorry, that's that's still shocking to me. Yes, it just seems wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna x something. I'm gonna x something out. I'm gonna x my opinions. I just love that you know tweets are now called x's <laughs> and uh, stories are now called like x x feeds, and then the the videos are called x videos. Now, I was watching x videos before this. Change. Absolutely, me too. So. <laughs> Uh, so, what did I say? Facebook, Instagram, and X. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Yeah, let us know if you're excited about this movie. What are your favourite Expendables movies? How would you rank the series? Matty D, how would you rank the series? You haven't uh, seen well, the third one. I haven't so. seen the third one, so it's two and one yeah. in, the, in that order. So, I would say two, three, one. Okay. So, three is that good? Yeah. I mean, you said you hated the first one. I so. thought the first one was lame, so... <laughs> Of course, I'm going to like anything oh. better than that. Tell us what your perfect Expendables cast would look yes. like. No, no, you know, regardless, say you got like- We've got time, Matty D. As much would, money as you can have. If you had five people in the Expendables, who would they be? Five people in the Expendables? And they could be people who've been in previous movies as okay. well. So, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Absolutely. Are we including the current cast as there yeah, yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't need to say Jason Statham because he's already there, yeah. but if I'm going to include people, I'm going to go uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger- yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, well, they're givens. They're givens. Um, Not Schwarzenegger the Rock, in this movie. Yeah, of course. I think The Rock would be cool to see. I think you could like fit Russell Crowe in because he was a big action star in the day. Um, you know, I, just, I guess so. I, I want. I would like to see Vin Diesel. That would be that would be cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of like John Cena. I'd like to see John Cena there. I'm trying to think of wrestlers now because I think you could fit like a real like, Dave Batista. Dave Batista would be really good. So I think I think Dave Batista. Dave Batista is the bad guy. Would be cool. Yeah, fit Dave Batista because he's the he's the chops to pull that off. So I think Dave Batista, Clint Eastwood would be interesting. Wow, ninety four year old Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Wow, we're, we're, we're fantasy booking this. Okay, uh, I've gone over five. So I think I think my five would be The Rock, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. If I if that doesn't already count, I can't even remember. Dave what. Batista. Dave Batista. I got two more. Hey, John Cena. John Cena. Clint Eastwood for some reason. No, no, I won't. I won't settle on Clint Eastwood. I will say. I would have a, a sneaky Keanu Reeves. That would be cool. Oh, who's who's your cast then? Who's your five? Well, you basically said all the same ones that I was going <laughs> to really? say, but uh, Keanu Reeves was the only Keanu exception. Reeves. Can you imagine him being in there? Yeah, that'd be cool. He doesn't really fit in with this crowd, though. I think he would. I mean, with the John Wick. Yeah. You know? But that's a bit more highbrow than the Expendables, so uh, that's, that's why I'm saying he doesn't quite fit in. Mm-hmm. Who's another, like, 90s action hero? Oh. Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven- yeah, throw Steven Seagal in there. Overweight Steven Seagal. He would just be problematic. Like, he would just be an issue. I think. Yeah, he would be an issue. So, let's not forget that we had Jean-Claude Van Damme in the second movie as the villain. Mm-hmm. And we also had Scott Atkins, who I'd also love to see in, in the main team, but he was a villain in the second movie as well. Yeah. He's a big uh, action movie star. Yeah, that'd be cool. If you remember, we saw him as the, the mobster guy in John Wick 4. See, the, the John Wick movies- You, you know haven't I seen think- John Wick 4. Oh, okay. Then, <laughs> never mind then. You would remember him if you saw that movie because he has a very memorable scene. Yeah. That that's that that would work. That would work. But yeah. Clooney? <laughs> George Clooney, yeah. He was just in uh, The Flash, so why not see him here? <laughs> ben Affleck. That'd be cool. Matt Damon. <laughs> one, just throw in it. If we've got Andy Garcia. Tom Cruise. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would also be cool. Yeah, Tom Cruise would be great too. 
Imagine Tom Cruise working with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Tom Cruise would be my top it's one. that sort of franchise. The fact that we had Harrison Ford and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> together in the previous movie. I never thought I'd see that in my life. So, I'd love to see that. Anyway, let us know your, your dream casting for The Expendables. <laughs> let's wrap it up for this week. Right. And before we go, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Let's do it. As is standard, we're returning to the world of actual spoilers, where we're going back and revisiting a movie that we predicted in the past and seeing how close we got to predicting the plot. And I don't know how well we did with this one, Matty D. Oh. We're returning to the Marvel well, which I feel like we haven't done for a little while, because next week we're seeing how well we did with predicting the plot of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right. The guy who wrote The Expendables- he also wrote that movie, so there you go. It is connected in some way. <laughs> Fun times. This was another COVID-recorded podcast yes, off was. memory, so we get to revisit that yeah. <laughs> wonderful time. 2021's COVID lockdown. And our opinions about that movie, I know you've already shared a mm. lot of your thoughts about it. So yes, in we'll, our best we'll, and worst of 2021 we'll, episode. We'll talk all about that one. We certainly will. So please join us next week when we're going to revisit how well we did with uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And until then, we're going to head off to the bar and big dick each other. I hope so. (laughs) Wow, that sounded way dirtier than I thought it was going to. I'm expendable. Expendable. What mean expendable? It's like... Someone invites you to a party and if you don't show up, it doesn't really matter. Good morning. Let's get to the chopper. Let's go. Go, 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 go.